0: Hi. Okay. Welcome to For Some Reason. And For some reason. This week we're talking about Interview with the Vampire, the original.
1: One of my favorite, <laughs> not great,
0: but I still love it movies. Yeah. I'd argue that it's great. For me,
1: it's a tour de force for sure. It's there's not a great production like this in terms of vampire movies. Like Dracula's oh. pretty good, but the acting is not all there. IMO, yeah. uh, but this one tens, tens, tens across the board. I think
0: I agree. <laughs> like, you know, we've watched some other vampire movies in our time, and mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: this one both felt like it was taking itself seriously. And that's why Mm -hmm. it did so well. But also the actors knew you had to like act, acting, (laughs) right? Like Tom Cruise was acting in this movie. Um, I personally
1: believe his best role ever personally, personally, but like,
0: I can't really say that I'm a huge fan of Tom Cruise in a general sense. So, you know, Uh, I'm perhaps (laughs) biased,
1: Right, agreed. And, I, and I'm and i just going to, like, put on my own without knowing any of his other roles as well. I'm going to say it's because people told him he couldn't do it. They're like, I don't think you'll be good at this. And Anne Rice specifically was like, no, no Tom Cruise. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do it then. <laughs> oh, for sure. I watched this behind-the-scenes thing,
0: which was called In the Shadow of the Vampire on yes,
1: YouTube. I saw that too, yeah. Uh, That's the special feature from the DVD. It is. It, it is yeah. fully on YouTube.
0: It's in a playlist if you can find it. Mm-hmm. Anne Rice is like, I knew he'd be great for the job. And I was like, what a bold faced lie, girl. (laughs) Like, I know all about that, like, super big controversy back in the day uh, when this was being made. And everyone was like, Tom Cruise.
1: Right. And they
0: were not happy.
1: But, you know. She got her fan bases on it before the Internet was, like, used to attacking people after their, you know, leader says something. It's kind of crazy. That's and true. i really don't think it was calculated but apparently like that at the time led to the hype with her being like i hate him and then doing a complete 180 be like no i was wrong i love him and she even supposedly bought out ads and newspapers and like stuff like that just to mm-hmm. be like and rice supports this movie
0: <laughs> wow wow what a change
1: <laughs> but you know uh-huh. for being, being like,
0: kind of a weird choice for this like i think it he did a good job
1: yes so, so the details. Yeah, so
0: this movie was made in 1994 by the Geffen Film Company, and it was directed by Neil Jordan. Mm-hmm. The budget was 60 million, and they made 223.7 million back, which is pretty damn good. Yeah, almost four times. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the runtime on this is 123 minutes. It's pretty long, especially for a movie of that era. Like it's now that we're starting to get into the the average movie is, like, two and a half hours at this point, which, yeah, you know, I have a lot of feelings about. But mm-hmm. so that was a pretty long movie for that era. And the genre is drama horror. Yeah. I feel
1: like it went pretty fast overall because so yeah. much happened. And, like, it wasn't led by just, like, we have to do this thing. Well, I mean, in certain parts. We'll get into it. But
0: yeah. Also, like, for me, I know all of the beats of the movie. So, like, yeah. I was never I knew bored because i know exactly what's going to happen. So this is starring Brad Pitt as Louis. Okay. <laughs> Tom Cruise as Lestat. Kirsten Dunst as a child, like she was a baby, as Claudia. Christian Slater, who I always forget that is Christian Slater. Right. Like,
1: I feel like that's not what he looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some generic guy there, but it's not. Yeah, it's never Christian Slater, right? <laughs> but it is Christian Slater playing Malloy, who's the interviewer. And it was supposed to be River Phoenix, but he yeah, passed, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, and he donated all of his money to or all of what he would have been paid to charities that River liked, which is sweet.
0: That is sweet. Mm-hmm. And finally, Antonio Banderas as Armand, Armand. Armand. which wow. Wow. wow, a lot of feelings around wow. Some of this casting,
1: his first um, Hollywood movie. His first picture that got him into. Yeah. And he actually did not speak English at this point. He learned his lines syllable by syllable. I'm actually
0: way more impressed now.
1: Yeah. Like (laughs)
0: like that's super impressive. How hard to do that in another language. Right. Um, Yeah. And still carry that energy. Right. Because to me, I was just like, yeah, Antonio Benderas, that's how he is. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Um, Yeah. But some of this casting is really interesting. So, Kate, I don't know about you. I've read the books because I was a goth child as well. So, yeah, I
1: read them when I was like 12 same. and not since. Yeah, <laughs> same. And
0: I definitely, I mean, not really books for 12 year old kids, right? But no, sure. No.
1: <laughs> so I read
0: them when I was pretty young. But one thing that they did for the movie, which is for the best, they aged up a lot of the characters. So, yes, in the books, Claudia, who we'll get to, is five, um, yeah. which is weird. Um, mm-hmm. She's about I don't know, ten to eleven in the movies, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, same. Antonio Banderas's character, Armand, 16, is supposed right? to be like sixteen or seventeen, like still like yeah. a young teenager, and also and like a redhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they cast like I don't know how old he was, maybe like thirties, at least, Viteras. at least. Yeah. Uh, and he's supposed to be like a French guy, and he's Spanish. Like it's just, yeah, that. all over the map. And I he think Louis might also be a little bit older than his counterpart i
1: think he's like 20 like 21 or something Mm in the book so the imdb like
0: quick like one sentence overview is quote a vampire tells his epic life story love betrayal loneliness and hunger and Uh like all right
1: (laughs) there is oh and also, I wanted to say that um, Stan Winston did the makeup, the vampire makeup effects. Oh, excellent. And he is known for Edward Scissor's Hands, Aliens, Jurassic Park, Terminator, all these big-ass films. And Neil, the director, still didn't really want him to do it because he only thought he could do, like, creepy stuff and not, uh-huh. like, beautiful. He's like, it has to be beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, I can make it beautiful. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess there's a little bit of, like, he he had his style and... Yeah, a lot of times when people have their
1: styles, they cannot break out of it. So, that's very true. Yeah, Won't be totally we had a lot of people mad. literally fighting to get on this film. Uh huh. And then you have the opposite: Brad Pitt fighting to get off. But
0: we'll <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Man, Brad Pitt did not want to be in this movie.
1: <laughs> it worked for his character super well. I think. It, I think it. Louis was didn't want to be alive.
0: <laughs> Yes, <laughs> there are additionally some other changes from the book. So in the movie, as we'll talk about, Louis's character is extremely like depressed because his wife and child uh, had died off screen before the movie began. And so he just like wanted to die, but that's actually a, a change from the book because in the book, his brother had killed himself. So he had committed suicide and Louis felt responsible for it. So he wanted to die and become a vampire as like, like divine damnation. As like retribution yeah. for his quote wrongdoing that he felt that like he did, so yeah, uh, pretty different from the books, right? There's plenty like that. So Let's see. there are some behind the scenes things I wanted to mention. So David Geffen of the Geffen Company decided he wanted to get the movie made and just like basically forced it to, to happen because the movie yeah. had been stuck in development hell for years.
1: Like 14, right?
0: Yeah, like 14 years, something very, very long. Um, And he was just Mm -hmm. like, no, we're going to make this movie and just forced it to happen. I do wonder how he managed to get, I guess, like what we now consider to be all these big name actors, but maybe not so much at the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. I don't, I mean, I know that Brad Pitt was definitely a big name. I think Tom Cruise had had a few of his, when was... Jerry Maguire. I think he had done Jerry Maguire, which, uh, oh, he's definitely done Top Gun and all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he was pretty well known. Yeah. But had he ever been blonde before? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. My sister was watching this with me and she commented that Tom Cruise doesn't look too bad as a blonde. So
1: good. Yeah, for I got used to it pretty fast. I always like it's always jarring for the first second when I'm like, oh, that's Tom Cruise. But then, like, he does honestly so well that I'm like, what's the start. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: So this movie was actually shot on location, which uh, is pretty abnormal, especially in like today's movie world. Now that we do a lot of green screens and things similar Mm -hmm. to that, they actually did film this in New Orleans, in London, and uh, over in San Francisco for the out of like the present day scenes.
1: Yeah. So a lot of that budget
0: went. (laughs) Probably. And they did a lot more practical effects than I originally thought especially like when Lestat was, quote, dying. He's like moving around on the floor. And apparently that whole shot is actually like a robot that they created with a CGI overlay.
1: Yeah, Um, a giant fake Tom Cruise, which is insane. Like they had to do the same controls that they did on the werewolves in uh, other movies. Right, exactly. Interesting that they chose
0: to do that. I, you know, I'm not a movie maker, so I don't really understand why they didn't just have him act out that part.
1: Right i don't know either honestly i mean i guess maybe because they like wanted to use flames on it later or something did they Wait, did no
0: that wasn't the flame scene so i have no idea why he didn't just act that part out
1: there's a part later when Lestat's like crawling on the ceiling that might be the animatronic
0: no it it was the him dying scene because they showed the clip of it in the behind the scenes
1: oh no but they only used it that once okay i don't know i thought they used it more than once
0: i would hope so for building a whole robot
1: yeah, right. <laughs> so, and that's it.
0: Uh, even like the burning vampires seems to be practical effects. Again, we'll get to that as we go through the movie. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the things I thought were only CGI
1: actually had a practical effect grounding it. Which, as always, makes it look better. More Much better. More age better, for sure. Yeah. For
0: sure. I think that's the only reason this movie holds up. I mean, this movie is 27 years old at this point. <laughs> which is nuts but it yeah. holds up fairly well yeah and on that note do you want to get into the plot
1: yes let's do it okay all right so we open with Mo- in Molloy's apartment or just some room he rented I guess yeah we get like some
0: cool shot of like the golden gate bridge which now oh, I yeah. realize probably had to be done from a helicopter <laughs> because they right. didn't have drones back in the day and Very then, jumpy. yeah it was a little bit ch- a little bit choppy Louis is, like, looking longingly out the window very dramatically, and Malloy is there basically not believing that he's a vampire, but still, you know, there to give him an interview anyway. (laughs)
1: Um, I didn't understand. Yeah, I never, I don't remember in the books, like, what, how did Malloy find Louis, or did Louis find Malloy?
0: I don't remember, because it's been entirely too long since I read that book,
1: but But they're together in the room. (laughs) But they are together.
0: That's where we're starting. Don't question it. Don't think too hard. Uh, Mm -hmm. Louis specifically says he is there to kill and eat Malloy before he just like decided to to do the interview. And I'm like, this is a lot of work. Right. (laughs) Like You could just go. Wait, I haven't (laughs) grabbed someone from the street, but okay,
1: It's been a minute since he whined about how sad he was. I mean,
0: honestly, all of this is just like someone to hear him complain for a couple hours
1: I feel like that's really Brad Pitt because in the in the books, he specifically says he's not angsty or he's like not. He's just like, you know, I put myself into this or whatever, whatever. <laughs> but it works for the movie. It does. It certainly does. Yeah. So yeah. the way he like proves
0: that he's a vampire is by super quickly moving across the room. Like, you know, it looks like teleportation, but actually he's just like yeah. moving super quick and he frightens Malloy. And he explains, like, I haven't been human for 200 years. And it's like, yeah, we can tell. And then he begins to monologue about his past. So the next scene is in 1791 outside of New Orleans. And it opens on a pier next to a river, which we later learn to be the Mississippi, who are working on a dock. And Louis says he is 24 and the master of a
1: plantation sure and yeah so i just feel like they gloss over that a lot and i also feel like did you ever read vampire or abraham lincoln vampire hunter
0: i did I like not. this was
1: i feel like this was the inspiration for that for a lot for that because their whole like in that story the idea is that the confederates wanted slaves to because they were all vampires and wanted their blood uh-huh. that's why they needed them and uh-huh. i was like i feel like this is from vampire <laughs> that idea <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, we'll kind of get into that later and Mm -hmm. the many feelings I have around that aspect of this. So, uh, yeah, he's the master of plantation. He explains that he is a widow and he has already lost a child and was in deep mourning. And then he just wanted to die because he just didn't care anymore. Basically, extremely depressed. So next scene is him playing cards with a sex worker leaning over his shoulder. Who actually is wearing pretty correct historical-looking makeup with iron oxide as her foundation? Uh, it mm. does look like a hot mess, but that is what it looked like back in the day. So pretty did, good yeah. historical accuracy here. He cheats, and the other man calls him out for it, and the other man threatens to kill him. And he's like, "Sure," and like opens his shirt, and it like weirds says, everybody out.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that line. You lack the
0: courage of your conviction, sir. Do it. Uh, do it and everyone's weirded out so they just kind of like go back to their business yeah. <laughs> uh lestat mm-hmm. this is the first uh scene we get with lestat is watching him from a balcony above and of course is immediately interested because lestat's like high key cream. i'll kill you yeah uh, yeah exactly so Louis goes to the pier with the sex worker to essentially get some services from her and a pimp comes along with a literal knife, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like, I gonna say like in a movie, but this is a movie. Yeah. But he comes <laughs> along <laughs> with like a literal knife and threatens him for his money. And instead, Lestat shows up and kills both the pimp and the sex worker. But then like picks up Louis and like literally mm. flies away with him while biting him.
1: I love I that we get the intro to the homoeroticism in, like, one of the most homoerotic, like, right. motions. Right. And my
0: next quote is what I wrote. Quote, there is significant homoeroticism in this franchise. <laughs> and there is. So after this biting situation, Lestat drops Louis in the water, who then somehow walks out of the water the next morning without being dead.
1: I Yeah, I didn't get that part because he's not a vampire yet, right? And he would no. have... Water in his lungs, so what? Yeah. Yeah, not really
0: sure how he didn't die from being in the water like that overnight, but sure. Right. Mm-hmm. So the next scene's at the plantation. Louis's sick in bed, ostensibly from the vampire bite, and Lestat has no manners and just shows up in his house, which is setting Love. the theme for the rest of the movie.
1: Louis, Louis has sets, by the way, so
0: good. The so sets huge. on this are beautiful like super opulent Mm. super rich it looks like a lived-in environment like it looks because an italian did it (laughs) oh there it is that's why it looks beautiful there's so much velvet in this movie that i'm in love with
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i
0: want to know what kind of goth i am in my heart it's definitely a velvet goth
1: yes elegant gothic lolita
0: love it So Louis has the correct response to Lestat showing up in his house by pulling a gun on him immediately. <laughs> and he's very much American in that sense. Lestat offers him their as kind of like a cure to his depression and also immortality. And then he actually does give Louis the choice to say yes or no in this moment. So Louis watches his last sunrise as he's contemplating and then allows Lestat to bite him. I do have this next note here. Brad Pitt, it really is a B-shonen in this movie. I mean, like just add some like sparkles in his eyes and like glitter around his head, like pure B shonen. There's so
1: many close-ups of him where, Yeah, his faces that are like dewy. And I'm like, yes. did they just put serum on his face right before because he's just like so like <laughs> dewy, dewy, listening, like sad
0: eyes, soft, yeah. soft boy. Like very good. Very good. <laughs> so then. Uh, When Lestat bites him, he, like, waxes poetically for a while (laughs) and then gives Louis his his blood to allow the change to actually happen, which is... a little
1: intermission, just, like, while you're listening,
0: while you're dying, let me go. (laughs) While you're dying from my bite, let let me just talk at your body. So the change happens. It's, you know, a little bit violent as he thrashes around. But then he, you know, wakes up as a vampire. And Lestat says, and I quote now look with your vampire eyes. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all, <laughs> so, look, look with your special eyes. I'm like, right? God. like Vamp- I was like, what in the world? And then for some reason, yeah. the vampire eyes allow him to see the statue like moving, like his eyes open and close, like it's looking around. I'm like, how would being a vampire make a statue
1: move? Everyone's dark gift is different, Ashley. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, so, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. His dark gift allows him to see moving yeah. statues. <laughs> That's neat. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't. It doesn't come up again, so I don't know. I can. I can read minds. What can you do? Things kind of move a little bit. Statues blink sometimes. Fishing? Yeah. <laughs> so got that. So we okay. cut back to present time. Malloy asked him about this, like the standard things that we. Think hurts vampires like crosses Percephics. and and mirrors and all that stuff. And Louis mm-hmm. like, yeah, those aren't true except for like sleeping in coffins, which to me is like the one that I'm like, why?
1: Why coffins? <laughs> yeah, it could be any light
0: tight thing, what right? It could be a coffin. Yeah. It could just be a room in the house that is yeah, like has no, no windows. windows. Yeah, no. But sure, coffins. they do sleep in coffins in this movie. And then this franchise
1: cut I back like to. I to imagine it was like the one thing Anne Rice wouldn't wouldn't barter on. They're right. like, how about like this and that and this, but no coffin? She's like, no, oh, there has to be coffins. Has to be coffins. <gasps> but in the books,
0: so like it's again like implied in the movie that Lestat and Louis are a couple, but it's like very, very clear in the books because they actually yeah. share a coffin, like mm-hmm. they share a bed. But uh, I don't think Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise would have allowed that to, to happen. It. Right. Um,
1: well Apparently, I guess this is a good point to put that into apparently one of the reasons people hated filming like vice versa. Brad Pitt hated being there and they hated filming with Brad Pitt because he doesn't shower. What? That's like well known. He doesn't shower. It's like very well known. I, I, I didn't know that, but I started Googling it and apparently he's known across all productions for not showering. He only uses baby wipes and it doesn't do anything. And apparently Angelina has spoken up about it. Like all the directors he's worked with has spoken up about it. Tom Cruise gave like limits to filming with him because he spelled so bad. I was like, "Is
0: he? Insane. Is he?" And um, I swear you I listened to last. <laughs> I, I'm like honestly stunned at this moment. <laughs> um, I was listening to last podcast on the left, which is a, another great podcast, and I feel like Henry, one of the hosts, mentioned that, and I thought he was joking because he always right. jokes. Good to know.
1: Is I it think just he's taken,
0: yeah? While I think he's, he's taken
1: one in his life, it's it's usually when he's filming though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay it's worse worse yeah <laughs> there's lights there's lots of lights there's
0: yeah yeah worse because from what <laughs> i understand you're filming for like 10 12 plus hours straight yeah and yeah the lights and like and there's a lot of scenes in this where he's covered in grime and dirt oh okay just layers layers and layers of flavor <laughs> flavor flavor and filth uh So, wow, on that note, we're cutting back to 1791 and they're at some sort of festival, Mm. fair, something, something where people are performing. Celebration, yeah. Sure. Uh, Lestat shows Louis his coffin for the first time. Takes him home. And then, yeah, takes him to the festival thing. And Lestat is, like, seducing a woman and, like, feeding on her during the festival. And then, so, like... Louis starts to feed on her, but he feeds, like, somehow from her mouth, like, they're making out. Yeah. Which I don't
1: get. I sure. don't know, like, I guess, like, how much blood is in your lip area? Not that much. Right. I is know. he biting her tongue? She doesn't seem to oh, be upset. Oh, yeah. Right. I don't know. And at the same time,
0: you. Lestat is, like, feeding on her wrist. And then Louis is like, well, I don't want to kill her. And Lestat just kills her for him. Uh, and that, again, <laughs> sets the tone for the rest of their relationship much. Yeah. So back at the plantation, it's very clear that Lestat cares less about humans than cattle. Uh, Tandy Wade Newton is actually in this. Okay. She plays a enslaved person in the house named Yvette. Louis grabs her and states and stares at her pulse and then like sends her away almost immediately And then, since he won't like drink from her, Lestat grabs a rat that was just like on the floor
1: in the house. Yeah, right. Like, you just have rats in your house all the time. Okay. Like, I know,
0: like old houses like that, like rats were a thing. But like, at a big house like that, you would think that they keep it clean enough that they'd be like just like in the cellar or maybe just in the kitchen. But they were just like in the dining room. Yeah. Anyway, he, like, grabs the rat and, like, <laughs> squeezes it out into a glass like you would, like, an orange
1: or something. God, I know. So gross. What if that was uh, a family rat? It oh. in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, Louie finds
0: it gross, which it is, but then, like, drinks it anyway because, you know, he needs to eat something and he won't eat people, apparently. Like, he, he clearly
1: will eat people, but he doesn't want to kill them. Right. And I guess he doesn't trust himself to drink from them without killing them or something. I guess but even so. then, Lestat doesn't seem to mind. I don't know. Who knows? But sure. Then he comes to yeah, only drink rats. Yes.
0: So <laughs> now they go to New Orleans. And Louis states had that Lestat kills two to three people per night. So we're going to get into a fun fact here.
1: <laughs>
0: we did some research and New Orleans in that year had a population of 4,216 people. So oh, that amount they would notice. of death would yeah. be noticed immediately. And then specifically, it's stated that Lestat likes to kill, like, the aristocrats, the higher people in society. So, like, society. there can't be that many of them.
1: <laughs> right. You can start exactly. to
0: notice if two to three people start to go missing every night. Like, even, like... Probably. The folks down by the docks would notice after like a couple of days of this. Right. Like you next less people in the town square lately. Like right? It's like I haven't oh, seen the washerwoman or the baker for, yeah. for, for like a day or two. <laughs> God, right? So that's confusing. Not confusing, just like you're not doing this very well. You should be in a more populated place. So Lestat tries to tempt Louis into killing this aristocrat lady who is stated killed her own husband and then blamed it on the slave. So then they felt justified in killing her. Or at least the said like, that was the justification for like it being okay to kill her. But then I'm also like Louie was a slave owner. Yeah. Why would he care? Why would he care? Like you already don't have those kinds of morals. So weird. So whatever.
1: Like, am I remiss- misremembering? I feel like in the book they they touch on it more that he like after he becomes a vampire and like life kind of becomes meaningless to him. Like he kind of finally sees equality.
0: Maybe I, I was you know but I was like, contemplating if that was.
1: Yeah. They don't some go into anything. Sure, no. Yeah. That's instead, like, it's just like, oh, Tandy's pretty. Like,
0: yeah, I like yeah.
1: Tandy.
0: <laughs> like, oh, she's pretty, so it's cool, but. Whatever you can, yeah, who knows? So L- Louis takes this aristocratic lady on a walk with her small dogs, of course, <laughs> while lestat is out there seducing her assistant. And her dogs like pick up that something's wrong. I guess like they're barking at Louis like crazy, and why right, is a predator? Right, exactly. <laughs> so Louis kills and eats them. <laughs> He freaks out. Yeah, he had a a total freak out and kills and eats them. And the lady's just screaming. And Lestat has to run over and snap her neck. And he is pissed. He's like, he almost exposed us. And he's like, and Louis like, it doesn't matter. We're condemned to hell. And then Lestat says, Uh, quote, I don't know any hell.
1: Yes. (laughs) He has the (laughs) best lines. He has great one-liners. He does. He really has great lines. So
0: Louis, quote, fights with him, which is how hilarious because he just like lifts him up bodily and like runs around with him.
1: Right. (laughs) I love the the wire work was a little bit overdone. It was like a little bit too much wire, but it was fun.
0: (laughs) It was fun. It was fun time. And Lestat Uh is literally just laughing
1: (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) This next scene bothered me so much when they're at the table again and Louis holding a candle like this. And it pissed me off so much. Uh, she's, she's
0: mimicking like someone holding a candle like oh, like with both hands like in front of their I face.
1: Even, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, as if it were like, I mean, as if it were like a, a ball, but it's a candle and you're holding it in front. of It's a candle on a candelabra stick or on a candlestick. Mm-hmm. And they're at the dining table and he's just holding it in front of his face. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you going to eat the candle? It bothered me so much. I don't know.
0: Right, to uh, to cut back just a little bit, it's the next morning, and we see that instead of eating a person, Louis has apparently eaten an entire oh, chicken yeah. coop, which, okay. And then we see that an enslaved woman is crying over the body of an enslaved man who's clearly been pulled from the river, and other people are pulling enslaved people out of the river. Is Lestat I guess, do that? Implied that Lestat did that, mm-hmm, yeah. but it's not said so right. who knows? And then whew, we get to a scene, not a huge fan of it. I mean, you know, where all the enslaved people are burning down the chicken coops that Louie had raided the night before creating a voodoo doll. Okay, all while drumming and doing like a ritual in front of and around a fire. Now, Voodoo is very much a real religion that was, is practiced by many people around the world. Uh, I could not tell you if any of this was necessarily done correctly. The voodoo doll certainly was not. I can tell you that much.
1: There's no credit for voodoo researcher. There's no credit for like. Yeah. So, so you know,
0: I assume assume that they did little to no research into creating this ritual so I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Then we get into the house, and this is where Louis is I mean, doing the weird candle cradle thing, right. and they're That's having right. one of those like silent couple fights. <laughs> oh <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're clearly fighting, but no one's talking. Mm-hmm. Lestat does some typical toxic boyfriend bullshit, and he's like telling Louis that he's lucky to be a vampire, like especially here in the United States, because or. New Orleans at that point the US wasn't founded since living in Paris is so much harder or rather US was there New Orleans was not part of the US yet so just like i don't know like weird as gaslighting i don't know louis of course like- asked like the age old question like what is the meaning for being a vampire what's the meaning for our existence and lestat gets pissed because like who knows the answer to those questions like no matter what yeah. you are
1: so did you become a vampire to find that out or to like avoid I don't know in the movie what is what is Brad Pitt's motivation I never could tell that's
0: the thing I could never tell I think he just wanted to be upset until the end he got
1: it pretty much (laughs) like until the end he just wants to be sad so he just makes himself sad I think this is around when um he said like a couple weeks into production he hated it and I think that they filmed in uh New Orleans first so I'm guessing that it would be around now that he Mm -hmm. started to hate it Mm-hmm. And uh he tried to back out of the film and supposedly his agent told him it was gonna cost him forty million dollars. Ooh. <laughs> so he's <was> like, okay. <laughs> <Guess
0: I'm laughs> it. <did> it. Yeah. <laughs> so while they're having this fight, Lestat is like pissed because he can hear the enslaved people, you know, doing their religious ritual outside. And Louis, is, like, obviously they're doing this because they know something's fucking wrong with us. Like we don't eat mm-hmm. and we're only awake at night. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they know something's wrong unless well, that i don't know decides to ride his horse through the middle through the fire yes yeah. of the ritual and then hop his horse over this big fire and then stops and like looks back and just looks like mad fucking suspicious and then just walks away
1: there's yeah. no dialogue here how <laughs> does it help at
0: all right yeah and then another scene that i really don't like so Yvette comes in while Louis is still sitting at the dining room table and she's all worried about him and is implied that they have a consensual relationship, which I just want to point out, it is not, not possible. possible. It's not a yeah. possibility when an person is enslaved. So she wants him to go back to how he was before, which, again, many problems with that just due to the nature yeah. of him being a literal slave master. But of course, he is a vampire first and he bites her on the wrist and kills her. The enslaved people revolt and he like bursts open the door while carrying her dead body. I mean, worst timing couldn't be had. Right. And then he's like, you're all free people and then begins to burn down the plantation house. But he doesn't give them any paperwork to say that they're all free. So... And anything, he burns it,
1: so... Yeah,
0: so everyone else just be like... Oh, they killed their master and burned down
1: the house. Yeah. So uh, thanks for fucking nothing, Louis. He also sucks at burning. He starts at the top and works his way down and is like, seems surprised to find where the fire's at. He's so bad at burning. I couldn't tell if he wanted to kill himself in the fire. He wasn't sure either, I don't think. (laughs) Probably. Lestat
0: then bursts in while he's just like standing in a burning house and Uh has a hissy fit and claims like, we're going to have to sleep in the field now. Like, get and, and he, he literally, literally like, Louis. <laughs> picks Louie up and brings him to his cemetery because they have oh nowhere God. else to go. Burned down our house,
1: uh, Louis! God damn it. <laughs> and I love that Lestat calls all this stuff his, too. It's like our. Yeah, uh, like our. His. I'm like, yeah. sir, you just got here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so next scene is at the New Orleans waterfront where they rent some rooms. Louis, yet again, is staring broodingly out the window. That seems to be his thing to do. Lestat is...
1: He keeps asking about hell.
0: Yeah, you know. I mean, he's he's doing the standard goth boy kind of thing, It's just like brooding in his
1: own sadness. I was just like the Lestat's response this time was like, what if there is no hell and they don't want us there? Have you ever thought of that? And Brad's like, oh, oh <laughs> more depressed.
0: Oh, so Lestat at this time is entertaining two women. And this is where I noted that the set design of this movie is like very beautiful. There was so much, like, rich red, like, velvets in this scene and a lot of golds on mirrors and on candlesticks. I mean, it looks very beautiful in this room.
1: Yeah, they've also kind of established the character's colors. So Lestat is blue for sure. Like, almost all of his outfits are blue. There's, like, some purples and some greens. But Brad is mostly green. And uh, I think both because it's, like, green is new and also Mm -hmm. just close to blue but not quite blue. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see that later when we see other characters. But, yeah. I would love, I just love Lestat in blue looks so good. The blue and the gold is like the big filigree. Yeah. Oh my God. So good. He, he, looks he
0: looks great. Good. I mean, everyone really looks great. There's yeah. one particular outfit that I'll comment on later. That is like, if I could get that outfit, no joke, I would wear it.
1: Hey, whatever. Yeah. Also fun fact in this scene. Um, one of the ladies that they're with is the lady from resident evil who gets her head cut off in the elevator. Yes, it is. That was one of the,
0: <laughs> I was like looking at her and it was like, why do I know this woman? And it turns Wait. out she's also one of the stewardesses from the fifth element.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's like has
0: minor roles in a bunch of very famous and successful movies. Um, That's Super cool. Super cool. So yes. uh, I was glad to see her, <laughs> even though I didn't know her name, I did recognize her. So as Lestat is entertaining these women, He's first like, doing whatever with one and she's like laying out on the couch and he starts like biting that woman. We don't get her name. And like, she notices that he wasn't just like, you know, having a good time with her. He like bit her and yeah. she's just like screaming and then he bit her,
1: her breast. <laughs> he right. Did? He, like
0: bit bitter. The- <laughs> and it was like covered in blood. Like her entire dress was covered in blood and she's just screaming. And then list that like, bites her wrist then as well while she's screaming uh, and that's I guess when I noticed that the other woman was already dead and Lestat then tries to force Louis to kill the woman because she's just like screaming and crying still and then Lestat puts her in the coffin that was yeah. acting as their like coffee table
1: right <laughs> I guess to- just to quiet her but are are coffins soundproof they're made of what i mean i mean i can't imagine they are i in right. this i felt like he was more like a cat
0: with a mouse like he was just playing with yeah, his food true
1: and so he
0: flourishes
1: over the box oh so
0: many flourishes crossing of the legs hand waving yeah. with with his uh fluffy sleeves like again oh, he, having loves a great time. he loves the frills yes Eventually, he does let the woman out of the coffin and she's just like crying and hanging on to Louis and asking him to like save her. Louis still refuses to kill her or save her. I just want to note that too. He doesn't save any of these people either. He just does nothing.
1: Sad. He's just looking at him sad but doing nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so Lestat kills her and Louis is like, I wish I had another vampire to learn things from and Lestat is just (laughs) like, sorry about it. Yeah. And that's it. Huh,
1: huh, huh.
0: So that all causes Louis to go wandering through the streets, all sadly, <laughs> where he is eating rats and then he encounters <laughs> men who tell him that there's a plague going on. So, fun fact about this uh, more than likely, this was around the year 1817, where there actually was a plague going around New Orleans. Um, it was yellow fever, though, not the bubonic plague, mm. but it killed a lot of people and it was yeah. a really awful way to die so he decides to go wandering through the plague area because, I mean it doesn't matter to him he's not going to catch the plague he's already dead he encounters a little girl Claudia who is crying over the corpse of a dead woman it was her mother and she requests his help and she asks him to wake her mom up instead of doing any of that he bites her <laughs> I don't know why i find like that so what? funny he just I, I seems so yeah. sad and he's like looks like he feels so bad for her and then yeah. instead of helping in any way he just <laughs> bites her <laughs> so God. lestat shows up and of course is laughing at him and like you finally finally fight someone and it's a child it is a child need to, who just lost fine. her mother to a plague <laughs> like yeah. but then lestat picks up the corpse of the mother it oh my god, dancing around the room, I singing it. an Italian song. He's like dancing like a jig. It is ridiculous.
1: It's insane. Um, I love it. And the body could not look faker, but I still loved it. Yeah, it's very clearly like a stuffed, like yeah. soft body. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> like there's no stiffness or any. It just It looks so fake, but it's so yeah. funny.
1: It was
0: so he tells Louis to just like give in to his nature. Louis, of course runs away from the situation as he does monologues dramatically and then goes and sits in the literal
1: sewers and I'm like dude (laughs) right like come on (laughs) his whole thing is just running from scene to scene find a new place to be sad
0: at like (laughs) yes yes this is probably such like a niche reference but if you remember that like that reaction set you sent me in like in 2012 oh the Rose of Versailles the Rose of Versailles and there's one where it's like this Bichonen who's like running away crying and his like tears are sparkling like that is (laughs) literally what Louis is this entire movie absolutely just a crying running Bichonin. (laughs) and in case you're not like a super weeb like us like we are. Bishonin just means, like, beautiful boy. Beautiful
1: man. Yeah. Literally means pretty boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is from the French word. Yes. I don't know. B. I don't know French. So, um, next. Oh, but yeah. Lestat finds him because of the rats. Because oh, wait, of the rats. The just yeah. Follows Apparently, the Literally trail. Like the trail of rat. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> God. So then we
0: go back to the house. Lestat shows Louis that he brought the little girl from the streets. As company for Louis, like weird, and Louis initially cool. stops Listat from giving her blood to turn into a vampire, but then he doesn't want her to die, so he lets Listat do it anyway. I mean, Claudia is ravenous when she wakes up and takes a large part of Listat's blood, and yes. then of course, makes the change into the vampire, where she basically looks like a porcelain doll, yeah, just a um, little bit cuter a little bit
1: her, I didn't get why her hair grew an inch, like just one or two inches, but't anything is- significant did grow and also became like curled
0: ringlets. Yeah. But sure. Don't think about it too hard. Yeah. So they call in a maid who is immediately subdued by Lestat. I don't know if he like glamours her or what. I don't know.
1: But yeah, they they always glaze over that, but I think they must have some kind of glamour because they never seem to notice at first when they're getting bitten and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the maid is subdued by Lestat
0: who allows Claudia to drink. And then he teaches her this important part not to drink until the last heartbeat because quote the death will take you with it Yes. and then he says like that she is his daughter he is she is their daughter
1: their <laughs> daughter their little like, daughter
0: no you're not he's like oh yes you, are. yes you are Yeah. i mean there's no argument we had here and i said this is literally a toxic couple who had a kid to try and fix the relationship
1: Literally, <laughs> the wife just decided, oh my God, I decided we're having a kid. Now we have one. I um, always
0: thought that Louis was the wife and Lestat was more of a husband figure.
1: Or they're just, you True. know. I feel like Lestat is the, I don't know, like the get stuff done woman. I don't know. I felt like he was always like a strong female character, but as a man. <laughs> and actually, I didn't mean to segue into that, but there was talks in terms of like adapting it to gender bend some of the characters uh-huh. but it was going to be louis yeah you're right it was going to be louis that was going to be femme because they did think there was too much homoeroticism even after they took out a lot of the homoeroticism <laughs> <laughs> they're like maybe we should just make some of them females no then, yeah finally they backtrack and think. listen
0: <laughs> a good portion of Anne rice's writing is extremely homoerotic so
1: if you're going to adapt it have courage do it do right it right yeah and I, I just loved how Claudia like immediately makes Lestat proud, and like you can see, he's already like, because what's his name, Louis, still struggling to bite anybody, and and Claudia's like, Ma, give me Ma. Yes, immediately do she takes after Lestat. Mm-hmm. In my theory, they represent that by they immediately put her in lots of blue. She's in a lot yes. of blue, like from there yeah. on out. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: she wears a lot of blue, and mm-hmm. kind of throughout her character arc, uh, it's a lot of blue. I think it's because she does take after Lestat more than Louis. Mm-hmm.
1: Even though they have her sleep in Louis, don't forget. Yeah, it, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, yeah.
0: So we cut back to present day really quick and Malloy calls out <laughs> Louis, like, you realize this shit's ridiculous, right? Like the way y'all were acting. And
1: mm-hmm. Louis just
0: kind of like poof, poof, poof. Yes. It's like, okay.
1: <laughs> so Back
0: in the day, we're back in, in New Orleans. Uh, Lestat just spoils the hell out of Claudia. Mm-hmm, he has a seamstress mm-hmm, mm-hmm. make her a dress and... When the seamstress pokes her finger, Claudia eats her. And Lestat I is very upset with her. And he shows this by girl, gently <laughs> patting her on the hand yeah. as punishment. And he's like, who will make your dress now? Yeah. <laughs> like That's the, the most problem. fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Such a fancy dad. He's like, yeah. who will make your dress now that you've eaten the dressmaker? <laughs> Come on. She really is like their daughter, though. They teach her how to hunt. We see her hunting a couple folks, like, like an older oh, woman. Oh, that doll's
1: too expensive. Oh, I don't play piano well. Oh, oh. too bad. <laughs> and then she eats them both. <laughs> and she
0: gets her doll. And she, yes. she does know how to play the piano fairly well. So, you know. Yeah. Um, Maybe he deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> so when she kills the piano teacher, Lestat tells her, like, never in the house. Like, don't kill in the yeah. house.
1: <laughs> oh, my
0: God. So uh, Louis thinks that he saw her as more of a daughter while well, Estat saw her more as a protege or a ward,
1: mm-hmm. which, you know, maybe. Maybe. But he also bought her a ton of dolls. So who knows? Exactly. <laughs> nice things. Yeah.
0: So they were killing a significant amount. But, you know, time passed as it does. You know, it, it passes past the American Revolution, which mm-hmm. expanded NOLA into uh, the rest of the U.S., after, what is it? The I don't remember. God, uh, my AP history teachers are rolling in their graves, even though they're all very much alive. So, you know, it's after the Revolutionary War. Claudia is looking, at, I mean, we're way past that, but whatever. <laughs> like, after New Orleans has injured the US, Claudia is looking in the window at an adult woman who's uh, bathing. And asks Louis if she can be like her one day. Lestat is like pissed off by her question. And it's just like, you're more like Louis every day. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, you don't appreciate what I give you. i just try to be a good dad. Honestly, that's really what Come it on, felt man. like. <laughs> so we cut to back at the house. Claudia is drawing um, an adult woman. And Lestat comes in to give her another doll. She's like, you always give me a doll on the same day. And he's like, Whatever. And he tells her to, like, get rid of some of the really old ones that are starting to look kind of ratty. So she gets mm-hmm. all pissed off and starts throwing the dolls around the room. And you see the corpse of the woman who was bathing in the previous scene, like, dead um. in the bed. <laughs> and rotting. Lestat, yeah, she's rotting. It's actually pretty well done. Uh, not, like, yeah. like gooey and weird, but, like, still gross looking. Lestat is pissed and says that she's polluting the house. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Again, not that she killed her, just like that the corpse is in the house. In the Um, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So uh, she cuts her hair, uh, Claudia cuts her hair in a fit of rage, and then emerges from her room with her hair fully grown again. And this is kind of when we get that, like, their appearance, like, cannot change. Like, it is what Mm -hmm. it is. I wonder if they dye their hair, if it would be fine.
1: Oh, yeah, right? Mm. I don't get why the the hair growth is a thing. Like, why... I have no idea. I would think, like, it's more like if you cut it, then it's cut forever. That makes sense. Right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. So Claudia, at this point, has been living as a child around 10 or 11 for about 30 years. And she can't age, which is, I mean, that's torturous. Mm. And she's mad at Lestat for changing her. uh, Her and Louis, actually, because they both had lives before. Claudia asked Lestat to tell her how to make other vampires. But Lestat's being coy and won't. And it's Louie who has to explain to her that she will never age or die because of her vampirism. Now, personally, I'm like... have a gross talk. (laughs) Well, yeah. I'm like, uh, it's been 30 years. Have you never asked this question yet in 30 years? Right.
1: Okay. Just Uh, Maybe just really enjoy being a child for that long. I mean, I guess if you had no responsibilities and nothing to do but have fun and be instinctual. I mean, I don't know, 30 years, though. Three years is Who a knows? long time. And, like, maybe yeah. when you're immortal,
0: mm-hmm. things feel, you know, time yeah. moves differently. But
1: sure. I don't, I never understood their, the language that she uses. Like, why do they have him? And don't they, is this, is this the scene that they? No, not They're yet. Weird. This one we'll, gross,
0: but We'll get to that.
1: Um, but she says, like, yeah, she calls him Louis, my love. You gave yeah. me your immortal kiss. Stuff like that. Like, Yeah. Is that this scene
0: or is that farther into the movie? I think that might be when they're in Paris or is it here?
1: Oh, I have wrote it here, but maybe
0: I'm wrong. It might be here because I was grossed out, (laughs) so I didn't write too much about that. Yeah. Like the relationships in this movie are very all over the place and kind of fluid. I will say in the books is even more so. Like, yeah. Like people's relationships are not stable because they're immortal and like, Time doesn't really matter. Also, if I do remember from the (laughs) books, like vampires don't have sex.
1: So everything's just like kind of sensual. So like it's kind of like, yeah, they're sexually a like they're asexual mm -hmm. but polyromantic. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: that seems to be the case. So like
1: yeah, one ages
0: aren't a thing when you're immortal. And then like gender is also not really a thing. So it's a lot. I wonder
1: if Bigger, if it's like, yeah, no blood flow too. If that's like a good thing, definitely that. Mm-hmm. So just like you man. know, relationships
0: in this are are pretty fluid and all over the place. They don't really get into I it in the you. movie because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's uncomfortable, like you know, yeah, especially for a wider audience. Like, and you actually have like real child actors. Like, no,
1: yeah. Why'd you do that? Why'd you um, do that, Anne Rice? I think she included the character because apparently, as she was writing this. Like she had just lost her six-year-old she to did. cancer. Yeah, she did. But then, yeah, and I and guess it was just like,
0: yeah, yeah. There's also another character we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. It was like a mom who wants to have an immortal child as well. Yeah. So yeah. definitely, she was going through quite a lot when she was writing this book. So for sure, you know, uh, it does kind of explain some of the things. So Louie actually takes Claudia back to her old house and like the, I mean, decrepit. Like plague area again, again it's been thirty years. Everything's super run down. And he explains where she came from, that he fed on her, and that Lestat is the one who turned her into a vampire. When and then two vampire
1: claimed, daddies love each other very, very much,
0: much <laughs> right? And then she, she claims she hates both of them. There's mm-hmm. this shot of Louis walking down the se- down the street, and for me, it's very evocative <laughs> of this similar shot to The Exorcist. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. I I thought it was just me, but, like, when I looked it up, it definitely, like, has the same, like, coloring and lighting and, like, general energy. Yeah. So I don't know if that was was a reference, but that's what I got.
1: Scary elements. Yeah, I did. I wrote references to Exorcist in The Third Man a lot, but The Third Man is, like, a common one. Anytime there's, like, water or sewage or anything. Not so much the Dutch angles, but, yeah, they like the low lighting and the highlights of the water, which I also enjoy. Mm -hmm. Is this... Let's see. Oh, no, it was we skipped over, but like earlier Brad Pitt's wet hair. Oh, my God. it was so bad in the sewer. Oh, I, love wet hair.
0: I don't, His hair was always very nice in this movie. The wig they gave him was pretty good. It
1: Unlike, was they all had good wigs. Great. Um, well, him.
0: not so much Antonio Banderas.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was more like a helmet. I just forget about that one. Oh, man. Yeah. But so we're
0: back at the house. Louis is brooding as usual. Claudia comes and says that she can't hate him. This I think is when she calls him her love, which Louis says that Lestat would never let them leave. Cause she's kind of implying that like they should leave. And she's the only one with a plan ever, ever she's the only one that ever does anything. <laughs> right. Like Louis never has a plan. He just mopes. So yeah. cut to Lestat dramatically <laughs> playing the piano. I mean, full gusto and He claims that he's going to make another vampire to replace both Claudia and Louis.
1: Yeah, girl. Which they actually, he was in the books, I forget his name, and they had written him in in the first script and then it was like too much. They're like, take out that character. Mm. So it's interesting they still reference him, but they're like, he's like, I found another person who'd make a better vampire than either of you.
0: Girl, I mean, full drama. So and he says, your very presence irritates
1: me, which I've quoted a lot, (laughs) you know? It's true.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Claudia claims that she's trying to make peace with him. And then she brought him a gift, which turns out to be two passed out twin boys. Lestat mm. is very pleased, which uh, too pleased, in my opinion. Yeah. And then he takes this to mean that they forgive each other. Turns out she had given them laudanum, which was like OG, like heroin or morphine, basically, mm-hmm. which killed them, but kept their bodies warm. So he is drinking dead blood, which makes him sick. And then Claudia sick. slashes his throat. This is this when we is get that. Good at, night, sweet prince. Yeah, and then like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> slashes his throat. Is This is yes. when we get that, like, animatronic of, like, Tom Cruise, like, dying on the floor. I don't really mm-hmm. understand why it was used, because it could have just been acted, but
1: right. it looked very great, so okay.
0: Mm.
1: Um, also love that in this scene, Claudia is wearing pink or red, which she had not worn before. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, action color, yes, love it.
0: So, Louis shows up and just stands there and watches Lestat die again. Louis doesn't take much action for most of this movie, he's just kind of around. Mm -hmm. Claudia asks what they should do with Lestat's body, and he just is like, (laughs) Uh Yeah, (laughs) no, no choice. Yeah, um, and she's like, like We're gonna drop him in the swamp. (laughs) Yeah. So even though I'm like, they definitely should have burned him if they actually wanted him gone or just like left his body tied up somewhere where the sun would hit him. Like if you want someone gone, make them gone. Like don't, don't do this. So they have this very dramatic scene where they're in like, (laughs) they like toss him from like a moving carriage into a,
1: a swamp. That's very clearly like on a set. Right. And there didn't seem to be a rock on it, so it's like, what were you? He's clearly gonna float. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and then we see a uh, alligator
0: crawl out ostensibly oh, yeah. to go eat Lestat's body. Back to present day, Malloy asked Louis if he missed Lestat, and Louis's like, "I didn't know anything else." Like, oh my god.
1: Uh, I know Louis just whole like regrets everything all the time. Like anything yes. that happens, he then he feels like, oh. Uh. But why did that happen? Uh. Uh, just, He's just so sad all the time. I think he said, uh, oh, damn it. I didn't write the quote, but he he said something about, like, I just kept thinking about how we how we wronged Lestat and how he would want his vengeance. how He deserved vengeance. And it's like, what? Vengeance against who? Against you? <laughs> Girl. <laughs>
0: <sighs> so. We had to back in the day flip back and Claudia and Louis have booked passage to Europe. I mean, they're all packed. The drop sheets are over the furniture. All they're going to do is let their their birds out. You know, I'm, like, interested that they kept pets. Like, I, I thought yeah. that was an interesting decision. Like, why birds? Yeah. No idea. Oh, there were two birds, and they were letting them free out of a cage. I think the cage, Lestat, two birds, Claudia. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Biggest I think yeah. <laughs> I am a professional movie <laughs> reviewer. Are, yeah. So before they're able to let them out, though, wow, well, I understand things. The doorbell mm-hmm. rings. Louis goes to answer. No one's there. Classic horror movie trope. And of right. course, then Lestat bursts in looking like a goddamn corpse. So I love this line. No, girl, we got to talk about the, this next scene. When I tell oh, you, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. my sister was watching this with me, so we, we, write, we rewound. And watch this twice because mm-hmm. if you thought the last scene was full drama, I mean, full drama. He is playing the curtain, uh, the piano behind a billowing lace curtain, and he is just like looks like a corpse playing a piano, and is such dramatic music played at full force. And the yeah. curtain's billowing, and it's just the wind is going. Yes. The wind, it is just so much. I loved it. Like,
1: <laughs> who could it be? Like, who could it be playing the piano there? Who's it going to be? And then the curtain. Yeah. It's uh-huh. obviously Lestat, Lestat because Lestat. only he does
0: drama like this.
1: So, it is. you've been a very
0: naughty nutty. girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> Again, with that line, I mean, <laughs> ridiculous. So, Lestat goes and attacks Claudia, but before he can reach her, Louis throws an oil lamp on him, catching, uh, causing him to catch on fire and also causing them to burn down yet another house. Here's another Dude, fun fact. Uh, <laughs> New Orleans had many great fires, but one of them was in 1892, which would have been right around this time. And it burned down 13 businesses right around along the canal, which is where they were. So seems like they got their research Thanks. pretty good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, because we can Pause see the fire the fires. spreading to other buildings, as as they're running away. Uh, Louis
1: getting better at fires.
0: <laughs> he's getting better at fires. You know, he's not still not his best work, but at least he yeah. wasn't trapped this time. You know, right? <laughs> one, yeah, one improvement. So Louis and Claudia make it to the ship right before it's supposed to set sail. Which I'm like, I thought y'all were gonna be on the ship, so I was about to set sail anyway. Right. Sure. Of course, Louis still feels guilty about
1: now this death
0: of Lestat. Uh, and then uh,
1: choose, choose something to do then, Louis, or even, I don't know. So he did do the fire, but it was almost like a reactionary thing at the time. Mm-hmm. And now that he's thinking, yeah, I don't now, know. It's just like, do you hate Lestat or do you love Lestat? You can't pick. He doesn't it know, which is why
0: he's so upset.
1: Yeah. So Claudia and him cross the ocean
0: over to the Mediterranean and then working their way through Europe.
1: All was while it, doing this. How many boats were they on? that They had to eat people. Like one of them had to have rats, right? Uh,
0: well, he said that the boat was, mis- was miraculously free of rats. So that means they ate all the rats. And then once that was done, they ate people, They ate some
1: people. Yeah. And nobody noticed. I don't, they said like they kept themselves, but how would they not notice that? I don't know.
0: That these two people are never seen except
1: for at night. And right. then also,
0: like, people keep people dying of in the Ill- illness. I don't know. Uh, so, who knows?
1: This when, is a part that, like, if this, supposedly this is always in the talks for becoming a TV series, it has been forever. But this is a part I would really like to see fleshed out. Because they just did, like, the drawings mm-hmm. of them going places. And, I'm like, I would love to see them.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that would be a well. great uh, thing yes. to expand on. Because it's literally just said in, like, a throwaway line that uh, Louis and Claudia searched villages and towns looking for other vampires, but could never find any. And since Lestat told them like vampires exist in the old world, they were like, I guess, surprised that they couldn't find anyone. Yeah. So next they finally hit Paris. This is where they decide to set up shop. We see them going out to multiple like operas and galas and parties and these beautiful outfits Now we see that Claudia is dressed more like a little adult rather than Mm. wearing children's clothing. Even though like children's clothing wasn't really a thing back in the day, not like that, but she wasn't dressed in like bonnets and bows and that kind of stuff. She looked like a little adult, um, which is clearly how she wanted to be. So they get to the point where they're basically have given up on finding any other vampires.
1: And then Louis encounters one while walking down a random alley. I didn't understand this. I know that a lot of people love this scene. and think it's cool. I don't. I didn't understand this. Yeah. I like sure it's a Fred Astaire reference, but for what, why I don't in the know. middle of this, it takes up, I mean, and, and considering how much happens in the movie and how long of a film it is, it takes up a considerable chunk of the movie. It's like five minutes or something. I was just, them being like,
0: yeah. So there's this interesting I mean, scene yeah. that, that Kate's referencing and it's when Louis encounters this vampire they have this weird like mimicry scene where they're doing the same moves at the same time. And then the other vampire starts like dancing around like a waltz and then like waltzes up the side of an arch. And then like, he's like walking upside down on the arch. They use some like 1940s techniques of like a rotating set in order to do this, which cool. But it didn't so much time, effort and money for what, for what it, it didn't lend itself to anything other than like, This is another vampire, which could have been established in many
1: ways. Many other ways. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then. Vampire too. So I think that just adds to it all. I hate the actor. I hate the vampire. I I don't. don't, Yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan
0: of his acting or his face. (laughs) And Then Antonio Bandera shows up as Armand and tells Louis to bring Claudia with him to a play that's happening the next day. They do go to this play, which is inside this very ridiculous Gothic church where vampires are putting on a play where they're acting like humans who are acting like vampires. Vampires. (laughs) This is probably my most disliked part of the movie. Uh, I have feelings about theater. Yes. When it's good, it's great. When it's not... Terrible,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I love in the in the shadow of the vampire documentary and Rice being like. And I just she's like I didn't even know that there really were people back then that did that pretended to be vampires in plays. I found that out later. I just thought how clever that they would be vampires pretending to be humans, pretending to be vampires. Like to hear her talk about it, it's just like no, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still um,
0: a lot of not not loving that. I'm gonna kind of. You know, go through it not a, a little bit quickly because it's you know. yeah. So they put on this whole play. They literally kill a woman on stage, and the humans in the audience think that it's all part of the play. They're wearing very ridiculous sequined robes again in the eighteen hundreds. We didn't have sequins like that, so I hate it. Weird. It looked very just like out of like out of the movie. Yeah. And then this is where I and note that the wig Armand comes out and is really bad.
1: It is, <laughs> it is, it's is like really a carpet. bad. Yeah. It's bad. Needed a part or something. I don't Some, know. I just anything. anything. It
0: Ooh. just looked really unnatural. It looked like a helmet. Yeah,
1: exactly. So
0: the play ends, and then this troop of vampires shows that they live beneath the church in the crypts. The catacombs.
1: Quick question How did mm-hmm. they keep putting on these plays? Because when it ends, nobody claps or seems to like it. They just all file out.
0: No idea, or maybe it's, like, it's it just like thing? the weird novelty of it. Like, did you go to that weird true. thing? I mean, what else yeah. is there to do back in the day? I feel like life is very That's boring. True.
1: That's true. Yeah, maybe they're like, you know what? You could tell us it is a real death, and we'd still be like, I mean, yeah,
0: these are like public hangings and stuff. Not too long before, right. it, so yeah, They'd probably still watch. But yes, the so catacombs. They're in the catacomb slash crypts under. Oh yeah, under the church. And there is a young boy there that I guess is a thrall. They don't call it that, but that's what he is. He's human that they just like feed on, but don't kill. And they don't change into a vampire. He's just kind of like there. Um, I don't get
1: how one tiny boy can feed that many vampires. I don't know. Like,
0: I just feel like he does errands for them.
1: Like, I think right that's at, his
0: like primary function. Daytime.
1: Yeah. True. Um, daytime errand boy. Yeah.
0: So they kind of like. Force Louis to take a bite out of this boy. And like Louis makes a face when he encounters someone else's bite. He's like completely disgusted. And he's like, Yeah. What? Like, ew. <laughs> and then like turns <laughs> his arm to a blank spot. It's just the face he made is so stupid and funny. Oh. <laughs> um, Louis asks for all the answers to the great questions in life, which again, uh, Armand doesn't have the answers to them, though some of them are answered in Queen of the Damned just as a foreshadowing for next yeah. week, um, <laughs> you know, where do we God. come from? Who made us blah, blah, blah. And from where do we go? And where then where do we go? go. <laughs> eye well, joke. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia makes them leave. Yeah. Of course. And again, she just keeps calling, Yeah. Yeah. She, she's like, she's weird here. So she's like, let's go. And on their way out, Uh, Sebastian. Is that Sebastian? It doesn't matter. Santiago. Santiago. Excuse me, Santi. Sorry. The one who was like dancing on the arch says that the only crime that a vampire can commit is to kill another vampire, which again, I'm kind of like, why do y'all care?
1: Like, I and, like, why didn't you establish that? Yeah, you didn't say anything. Like, he literally came here for for answers, and you said nothing. And then on your way out, oh, hope you didn't kill any vampires, because that's a big crime. That's the only crime.
0: Right. And it's kind of, like, implied that these vampires, at least some of them, can read your
1: mind. Oh, yeah. Because I so... was thinking, he was thinking about Lestat as he left. He was just thinking, he was just thinking again about how much he didn't deserve, how guilty he felt for Lestat. And then Santiago was like, oh, Lestat oh, said. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> what did you say? What you all get guilty about <laughs> like it's a mess. So, you know, they leave and they get home and Claudia's very worried that those vampires are going to kill her for killing Lestat and tells Louis like I don't like, again, in the books all of this is fleshed out a lot more, but like she says that Louis would leave her for Armand, which Louis denies. And it's kind of implied throughout the movie that Louis and Armand have this like romantic connection that is not really established in the books a lot more fleshed out a lot more established they do have that connection
1: yeah and in the original draft of the screenplay too um instead of leave it or i'll say i'll say it when we get there but they end up together they stay together for quite a while
0: (laughs) yeah in in the books i believe that that is the case as well Mm -hmm. so of course he says i will leave you for armand and the next scene is louis with armand (laughs) and he tells him not to hurt Claudia because she's his daughter and
1: mm-hmm.
0: Armand is like you one shouldn't turn anyone so young because it's cruel to them and he said Arm- it's
1: forbidden so that's two rules now rules.
0: there's no rule but one and then actually there's yeah. two <laughs> now we're just lying <laughs> yeah. so Armand tells Louis to send Claudia away but then Louis is like if I send her away like oh, I'm gonna go with her and then Armand is sad but <laughs> it's like y'all just met like yeah. like In the movie timeline, it had y'all have met twice. So, right, they're in love. Sure, they're
1: very in love. They, I think, they is this like after they're talking, they almost kiss in this scene, right? No, that's that's further back. Damn it, I haven't cut that. that.
0: (laughs) Armand tells Louis that he has to like start living with the times, or else that's what's gonna end up killing him in the end. He most Mm -hmm. quotes live with the spirit of the age, of your age. Yeah, which okay, Armand clearly has the hots for Louis, but their relationship is not really explored. And Mm -hmm. then Armand also explains that he also knew Lestat. That's a huge thing in the book as a whole book, actually, and he knew him enough to know better than to mourn him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just no one likes Lestat summary. Yeah. (laughs) So Louis gets home and sees that Claudia brought home a woman to be turned into a vampire. Claudia throws a literal tantrum when he's screaming. No. Yes. Yeah. Screaming was like amazing. a
1: full, I was like, oh.
0: like if you've ever been around a kid, who's throwing a tantrum. <laughs> like that's what yeah. it was. Uh, she needs him to change the lady because he already found a new companion in Armand and she's going to be all alone. And she basically mm-hmm. just guilt trips <laughs> Louie. And when he asked the lady, like, do you know what you're, like asking for, do you know what this would be about? She explains that she lost a daughter recently, or so at some point, and she sees a forever daughter in Claudia. Yet again, this is where I just want to point out that writing this, Anne Rice had just lost her own daughter. So to me, I feel like this this woman probably should have been fleshed sure. out a bit more. Self insert, definitely yeah. a self insert of how she felt. Mm-hmm about losing a child, which is very, very sad. Yeah. So then, okay, Louis has no spine. So Louis does change this woman into a vampire. Side note, her dress in this scene, uh, and With by the, the way, one. the mm-hmm. costume designer on this is Sandy Powell. Excellent, excellent, job. Excellent, yeah. I used to covet this dress. It is this beautiful, extremely rich green, like mm-hmm. off-the-shoulder, like, Victorian like evening gown. It is Edwardian. It is really, really beautiful.
1: Best dressed like the one of the smallest roles, but yeah, Uh I agree. It's it's so good. I was that too. I was like that green.
0: (laughs) So of course, Louis begins to monologue dramatically as he does, Uh and then the vampire troop bursts in and just in
1: them. That part actually scared me a little bit because I just forgot what it was, you know, mm-hmm. and like it's so like suddenly like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> it's so scary. Yeah, they they really just burst
0: out and grab them. They sentence Louis to be walled up forever, like in the crypts for killing Lestat, and the ladies will be burned to death in sunlight. The scene drags out way too long, in my opinion. <sighs> uh, it kind of relishes in the chaos that's that's being shown. Louis' screaming bro, for her mom the whole time who doesn't answer. And mm. Louis is walled up, and the ladies are put in the well that is open to the sky. The dude. sun comes up, and it burns Claudia and this woman to ash. This is another first, practical effect. Uh, it yeah. looks really, really good.
1: Imagine your first night as a vampire is your last. That sucks. Oh,
0: that sucks, <laughs> don't, dude. Like this woman got like she wanted one thing, and I'm like, if yeah. you had just said no, you would have been fine. Right. But, at uh, least they
1: got to die together, I guess. Or? I guess.
0: And I, I don't know. Armand does get Louis out of his coffin. Louis goes to check on Claudia. And like two sees, hours too late. Yeah. Yeah. Like their charred bodies,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which turn to dust when he touches them. That was a practical effect mm-hmm. used with like a sculpture thing and like wires that they pulled apart, which is really cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So then Louis actually does something for once. He cries, and then he goes on a vengeful rampage around the church and the crypts. He splashes, yes. I guess, high proof alcohol. It it looks like wine, but it can't be because he it catches on worth. fire. Yeah,
1: and he then finally got good at it. He finally got good at finally, fire. This is the third time
0: he's burned something to the ground. Charm. Um, <laughs> you know, he's really cultivating a skill set here. Yeah. So he waits for all the vampires to like pop out of their coffins and then cuts them down with a scythe because he has literal death coming for them
1: i don't effect, know how i forgot about the scythe but i was like oh my god yeah <laughs> just it's, running at them with a the literal scythe. yeah just like ha ha, and then like cousin <laughs> um
0: clearly they use a lot of practical effects in this scene you can see a lot of people very clearly in like fire suits and just a little bit of cg to round everything out yeah Santiago's
1: um, body did not look good when he when he cut it it like fell apart and it bounced a little bit too much Yeah, took me out but I was like okay. 1994 <laughs> right so, and I thought it was a personally I thought it was a dumb callback with the mimicking again at the last second I was oh, like oh, I didn't like it the first time I don't need it again certainly like, don't
0: like it now yeah <laughs> um so Louis goes back outside and but the sun is coming up and he's like hissing and Armand shows up in a very dramatic black horse-drawn carriage with that little Love human it. boy as the driver. And he, like, hops in.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Armand and Louis talk at this point about how to be, like, a proper vampire. This is when they have the very, very, like, almost oh, yeah, kiss yeah. scene. Like, Brad Pitt is probably half an inch from Antonio <laughs> Banderas's mouth while he's, like, cradling his head and face in his hands. And is like mm-hmm. gently talking to him, yes. and then like tells him like he's going to leave him, and he does. Mm. But in mostly, the in the
1: sec in the mostly because script- he's like,
0: you killed Claudius, so I'm not staying with you.
1: Yeah, that does make sense. That that reasoning does make sense, and I'm glad he made a strong decision. Yeah, but, but I, I would have loved to see in the in the previous script the lines changed a little bit. Uh, Louise said to Armand, "What a pair we could make." But in the in that in the older one he says what a pair we are we deserve each other don't we and Arwan says we are a pair and that's what counts and then they go traveling together through mm-hmm. the world yes
0: right so now it's Louis traveling throughout the world so Louis by himself now he travels throughout Europe for a while and then at some point decides to go back to the US and then it shows him in the movie theater of course like seeing black and white sun. and then talkies and then of course they show superman which i don't know when that was released maybe you have an idea 70s i don't know but, but <clears throat> it's the sun yeah he gets to see the sun he seems to actually be like better now like not as sad but he returns to new orleans and he's very nostalgically walking around and as he's doing so he smells old death capital o capital d uh-huh. And so he wanders around to find where it's coming from. It's coming from an old building with literal bats in it.
1: My God. And of course, Lestat is in there. I loved it. Looking like the Crypt Keeper. It's Um, one of my favorite sets, actually, because it looks so, like, I just love all of the the plants and all of the columns and everything. It's mm -hmm. so pretty. It's a great set.
0: The the sets Mm -hmm. in this movie are fantastic. Lestat is kind of afraid of Louis, and he's sitting in this wingback leather chair, (laughs) Is <laughs> the he only furniture in the room, <laughs> yeah. and Lestat kind of like admits to Louis like he always wants what he can't have, which is Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lestat is like afraid of the modern world. Like a a helicopter shows up and just like hovers in front of this building with his spotlight shown directly on the Lestat.
1: Yeah, and he's some,
0: like. like hissing and scared and Louis is like it's artificial light there's no need to be scared and lestat's still scared even i guess he's been alive
1: this whole time and i'm like what yeah anyway i guess he ate the alligator or something who knows
0: yeah but then like the last time we saw him was in the fire so like if you survive the fire you've just been wandering around oh, yeah, for the yeah. last like couple
1: hundred years so yeah. I, I think know. she wrote in the book she retcons it by saying that um Louis was the narrator and he misremembered or he he fibbed the story. Oh this part because actually yeah, yeah. because actually he got out of that fine and like he you know he had to lay low for a little bit but he was fine. <laughs> yeah, there there's some retconning, especially when you
0: get to like uh Queen of the Damned and the Vampire Lestat. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Lestat then asks Louis to stay and help him get back on his feet, but Louis leaves because like, in his time, he's become his own person, so he doesn't need Lestat to, like, you know, yeah. guide him around anymore. Then we're in the final scene, which is present day again. Louis is saying that he doesn't know what came of Lestat, but he's just kind of living day by day because he still mourns the deaths of Claudia. He basically says he feels empty since he's gone, since she's been gone. Kind of like how he did with his wife and his kid in the first place. Like, he does not handle grief well.
1: Yeah. Um, I think he says he, like, died with her, which... I mean, he said it so many times he told Claudia that it died with well, like her being made and then it died again when she died. And Right. It's like, how many times did it die?
0: <laughs> so then he ends his story and Malloy's like, is that how it ends? And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, that's it. And Malloy's like claiming that he would love to have the vampire lifestyle. And Louis like, did you not just listen to everything I just All told that- you? Yeah. Malloy keeps like pressing him. So Louis threatens him like physically and then leaves. So Malik grabs all his stuff and then hops in his convertible and drives across the golden gate bridge. He starts to play back the cassettes of the interview and is very excited. And of course, then Lestat shows up in his car. Yes. drinks some of his blood to restore himself and then like starts driving. it gets his wrist frills in line gets his frills in order because you know uh-huh. can't be looking busted while driving a convertible oh and malloy's alive and it's just laying there unless that kind of gives him like the standard like i'm gonna give you a choice to either be a vampire or die basically and mm-hmm. then <laughs> the end song plays which is sympathy for the devil by the rolling stones and God, then it kind of like you know Blastat's laughing. The song's playing. He's driving a convertible
1: across the bridge. And it's 1994. It. <laughs> and the movie that. ends. So um, good. I loved it because it was like, he never does say. And he's like, I assume I need no introduction. And the lyric obviously is, hope you guess my name. And it's like, oh. I mean, <laughs> super cute. everyone knows who that is. It's yeah. If you haven't seen
0: this movie, honestly, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I said su- I
1: recommend it. Just before we, end, it was, was the interviewer, was Malloy driving to find Lestat or was he driving to meet Louis again? Or like, he seemed like he was rushing somewhere, right? I feel like he was like going home or going to a studio to go like start working on this
0: stuff or whatever. Oh, true, true. True I couldn't tell you. It wasn't clear, but that's just what I assumed. Yeah. There were a ton of tropes in this. I am not going to talk about. Oh my God, I know.
1: I went over to it. I was just like, I don't even know which one is the most. So... Whatever the most crybaby boy one is, that's what I was <laughs>
0: So there is the trope, adaptational angst upgrade, which is mm-hmm. Louis. He wasn't very angsty in that book, but in the movie, he is just that's all he is.
1: so angsty. I think it must have been Brad Pitt just bringing that energy every day. <laughs> like, I, I mean, don't want to be here. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> There's, of course, the almost kiss, which was between
0: Louis and Armand at, the, at their very final scene. Yeah. there's babies make everything better because uh-huh. the whole claudia situation made it worse costume porn i mean beautiful costumes when louis is in paris he is wearing this really 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 dark brown like great coat with mm-hmm. uh, like a lighter brown fur lapel and oh yeah, yeah that coat so that's much. a great coat if yes. I could have someone make that for me, I don't even care how much it would cost.
1: Okay. I would love
0: to own it. Just going to work in full drama.
1: Right. Every single day. hmm Good night, my sweet prince literally is the name. Oh, my God. Of course, there's a the homoerotic subtext. I mean, you could basically
0: just rename the movie that it's uh-huh. the whole movie. Love it. It's great having a great time. I don't don't think we need to like go over that too much because
1: it's the whole movie. It's yeah, it's I mean, again, this is it toned down if you can. Yeah, way toned down, way toned down. Large ham,
0: which is basically any like Tom Cruise line, just hamming it up. I mean, it works for his character, it really does, but it's such a ham. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, the who wants to live forever slash living forever is awesome. Like, depending on the character, depending on the moment in the movie, it toggles back and forth between which one um, yeah. they feel. Mostly it's who wants to live forever, because kind of sounds like being immortal sucks. But So I think that's what they're trying to drive home. At least Louie was. Um... For sure. Lestat's like, shit's great. Have no morals. Do whatever
1: you want. <laughs> uh-huh. So... I just thought this was like a tour de force of like every single thing. Like the the direction was great, the cinematography was great, the acting, aside from a few things here and there. I don't know. The contacts look great for the nineties, honestly. For the nineties didn't look too bad, yeah. Everything aged pretty well. The teeth, I think for me it was just that I mean it's it's just it it was as good as it could have been for a movie. It really it's a longer, longer story that mm-hmm. they had to abridge, cut stuff out and whatever and I could kind of tell that. I mean, I think even without knowing the book, I think you can kind of sense that Yeah, it's a little bit like, I mean, but that's the thing too, is a guy telling his story to another guy over a night. So of course it was going to be some stuff left out. But. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, there were definitely parts in the movie that could have been expanded upon, especially
0: towards the end part in Paris. I feel like that yeah. was definitely rushed. We
1: spent too much time on the stupid stuff, like the mimicry. Yeah, guy. for sure. Though, mm-hmm. I
0: do hope this movie or this franchise actually does get picked up for a show i know they've been talking about it for ever right but to me this is like the perfect time to do it people like dark things like this like honestly mm-hmm. like different sexualities are infinitely more accepted now so it wouldn't really be yeah. a big deal to have um, all of these different types of relationships
1: exactly feature a Keep- lot more
0: TV shows actually have budgets now,
1: (laughs) so Mm -hmm. so they could actually make a show that has a good budget. I don't really like the later books, but uh, I never read the last two. But I'm still curious to see. Like, I would love to see definitely the Vampire Lestat adapted. Definitely Queen of the Damned again. Mm -hmm. I'm just I want to see the whole Vampire Chronicles, at least the first three.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've I've read those ones. I've also read Pandora, which is like in it but not Um, and that it's like in the same universe yeah. basically I read
1: um, Vampire Armand and that was the one that lost me a little bit with all the Jesus imagery
0: (laughs) yeah you know Anne Rice had her ups and downs with um, religious theming first she was very against it then she was all All for for it. it
1: yeah and now she's
0: gone back against it so you know
1: yeah She's it is she's what an interesting is. lady yeah uh-huh. she's she's a big old geek like us she Any, really but is. I mean I think she is credited with like kind of the sexification of vampires isn't she like yeah, yeah especially in would. modern times yeah mm-hmm. I will say I really want
0: to go to New Orleans because they have an Anne Rice tour what yeah. yes
1: oh my god yes. so was sets. me too
0: again showing up full velvet looking ridiculous it's way too hot for that outfit up here anyway right. um uh-huh. so that definitely should be something we do after this pandemic absolutely ends. um 2022. next week Yay. we will be watching queen of the damned Ooh, Oohie. Oohie. let me tell you up front i also yeah. love that movie is it good? i do. you no no do i love no. it absolutely <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> So I very different to into it super uh, different just yeah. ignored. Nobody returns. No, not a one. Most of the plots are ignored from the first
0: movie. Yeah. Actors are completely different. Um, Characters are just never. Louis never mentioned. No. Even once. But it's fine. I mean, Interview the Vampires, like, frilly-sleeved vampires. And... Queen of the Damned is hot topic, vampires. And I'm New love Metal them. Vampire.
1: Yes. Yes. So I think Corn, did Corn literally make a
0: song? I, I'm so excited. Slipknot. It's Slipknot. <laughs> we, we will talk about it next week. Yes. So this movie I would give a solid, I don't know, eight and a half out of five, out of ten. Eight and a half. I think out eight of 10. and a half.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say eight and a half as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Good job, everybody. Good job. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Talk to you Bye. next week. Bye. Yay.